the latest NCPOD report is out, and this one looks at gastrointestinal bleeding. I've come to the launch of the report at the RCP in London to talk to two of the authors, Martin Sinclair, a consultant general and laparoscopic surgeon, and Simon McPherson, consultant vascular radiologist. Our news report uh, that we're carrying online uh, has a quote saying, GI bleed must be addressed if it's not to become the next NHS scandal. That's quite a big statement. Do you think that's, that's a little bit of hyperbole or is that uh, you know, an accurate representation of, of the scale of the problem you find with your report? Martin? Um, I think uh, I mean, GI bleeding has been the focus of uh, attention over recent years from the British Society of Gastroenterology and despite that, um, improvements that they have suggested along with NICE guidance hasn't necessarily translated into um, good care for patients. Uh, so I think it's not hyperbole. Uh, we've shown that there is still significant room for improvement despite calls from these other societies in the past. Mm. Um, but in terms of sort of burden of, of mortality or morbidity, you know, is, it, is it particularly high? Uh, mortality was high um, for the overall population in this study. It was 20% and for those who had a GI bleed as an inpatient it was 38%. But you have to be careful in looking at these figures because we did uh, skew the study to look at severe GI bleeding by selecting patients who only had four units of blood. There have been various audits and reports and attempts to improve um, the care of GI bleeding. What has changed? Has there been any movement? There have been improvements and, and the gastroenterology associations have tried to improve things and gradually uh, there has been greater uptake of, for example, endoscopy rotors, on-call rotors uh, and, and such like, which has given better coverage out of ours. But we, our study has still shown that there are significant deficiencies on this sort of thing in a number of uh, hospitals. Uh, a significant proportion of hospitals still don't have good uh, access to all of the services necessary for GI bleeding. The other thing is that we also looked at lower GI bleeding in this study, which has not been looked at properly before, uh, mainly because there aren't good guidelines around the management of lower GI bleeding. And one of our main recommendations is to combine uh, lower and upper GI bleeding and the people that are overseeing that within hospitals take it as a combined service to take that service forward to improve care for patients. Mm. Uh, full methods um, that you use are obviously on the website and people can have a look there but uh, uh, any sort of pros and cons of the approach that you took? So we selected patients who received four units of blood or more and we selected equally from every hospital um, in England, Wales and Northern Ireland. And the consequence of that is that smaller units who may handle fewer of these patients and have less well-developed services will be over-represented in the study. Um, the, the strength of uh, NCPOD process is that unlike um, audits, the cases are peer-reviewed by experts um, sitting around a table and deciding on the quality of care that these patients receive, so it's the profession looking at the profession. Was there anything that you found particularly striking uh, in there? Any any surprises? Anything that you felt was um, was unknown before? There were problems with the patient's care throughout the pathway, but I think one of the most surprising thing is that simple things weren't done. 
simple things such as giving patients antibiotics or uh, drugs that can prevent complications, um, doing very simple basic examinations that can diagnose the cause of bleeding rather than resorting to more complex tests. And there was a, appeared to be a general lack of leadership and ownership of GI bleeding as a problem throughout the study. Okay. Um, and uh, at the beginning of the report, um, you know, you, you, you say that the nature of GI bleeding has changed over time as peptic ulcers become less of a problem. So do you think that, that maybe the emphasis has, has, has lowered on it? Well, I think, I mean, you have to remember it's still pretty common. And it accounts for 14% of the transfusions that occur in this country to patients. Um, so it's the second commonest reason for a blood transfusion. So it's significant. These are people that are quite sick. Um, and there are simple things we can do to stop them from bleeding and reduce blood transfusion. So if you just look at the use of blood as one example, um, that could be reduced if uh, the care of the patients uh, was better, particularly access to things like endoscopy and early treatment, as Simon already mentioned. Mm. And just about that sort of service provision, uh, what's going on there? What's the sort of overall picture? The provision of service depends on the technique that's being talked about. So there is some considerable variation. So access to surgery is very, very good. Mm. Um, access to endoscopy is poorer with about two-thirds of hospitals who admit patients with GI bleed being able to offer endoscopy uh, to treat the patients 24 hours a day, every day of the week. For interventional radiology, which is the treatment when endoscopy fails for one group of patients with upper GI bleeding and the preferred treatment when people require treatment for lower GI bleeding, those services are much poorer with only just over 50% being able to provide the service either on-site or with a formal network. Mm. So there is coverage um, for treatment, but not necessarily preferred treatment available everywhere. And that's something that um, the report back in... 2007. Yeah, they had intended that, uh, you know, got together to try and improve that coverage. Do you know why that hasn't uh, been successful? Why why we haven't seen an improvement. It would be speculation, but I think it certainly seems to be the case that GI bleeding hasn't received the focus of attention it deserves given the high mortality rate and the high incidence with 90,000 patients a year having a GI bleed. Mm. There have been improvements, but the improvements have not been enough, and what we are calling for is more coordinated look at how these services are, are delivered um, at a trust-wide level. Uh, and at a regional level where networking is required. So a more coordinated approach to providing these services rather than currently where people have tried to improve services locally. Um, they haven't necessarily developed this in a coordinated manner. And that's the main uh, focus of, our, of what we have recommended is that uh, each hospital identifies a lead who will take the leadership and the responsibility for making these changes to improve the care for patients. I think it's an ideal case uh, of a win-win situation where you can improve the quality of care and reduce resource utilisation. One of the um, key fi obvious findings in this report is that there were delays in identifying patients with bleeding and delays in delivering their treatment. And that meant that patients received more blood than they should have received in 
20% of cases, and that performing procedures more quickly would have reduced that. Performing procedures more quickly will also get patients out of hospital quicker, and some of these patients were in hospital for over a month, 10% were in hospital for longer than a month, who were admitted for a GI bleed. You've been listening to Martin Sinclair, a consultant general and laparoscopic surgeon, and Simon McPherson, consultant vascular radiologist, co-authors of the NCPOD report into GI bleeding. The full report is available on the NCPOD website, and we've also covered this in a news story, now available on thebmj.com.